Nearly 8.35 and it is time for our Soul Insiders to get us up to date on another aspect of living in Seoul. Good morning to you, Elizabeth Hong to my right and Cedric Skysady to my left. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. How are you both doing? Oh, good wow. weekend. I've never been better, Alex. Well, <laughs> listen, uh, I, I think our listeners will detect a, a slight undertone there, and you are wearing sunglasses. I, I, I feel like we have to just get that out of the way yeah. because no one can see you except for Elizabeth and I. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing sunglasses <laughs> because I recently just went through the LASIK eye surgery procedure, and so mm. eyes are still recovering, a little sensitive right now, so I am wearing sunglasses inside. That's not because I think I'm a star or anything. <laughs> no, but you are styled, but, oh, looking good. You do. Thank you. Um, but no, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth uh, have you ever done anything like that, by the way? I'm scared. I'm yeah. terrified of getting it. Actually, I would love to, because it seems very convenient not having to wear contact lenses or glasses, but yeah, it scares me. But I'm glad that you did, though. I think you'll really enjoy it. It'll be worth it. Well, maybe this is a chance to uh, see how it goes over the next few days and then possibly do a future segment on getting procedures like this Absolutely. in Seoul. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> let's see how we can transition into today's topic. Well, you do need your eyes, don't you, for reading, unless you're doing an audio book or Braille. Absolutely. Uh, but we have the opportunity to talk about technology and reading this autumn season. Now those come together. Uh, did either of you get some reading done over Chuseok? I guess for you, Cedric, you were probably not reading with your eyes. At not, least. not with my eyes. With my ears, I guess you can say. We'll talk about that a little later in the segment. But uh, mm. I was pretty much just uh, eyes closed most of the time. Mm. What about you, Elizabeth? I did some reading, by the way. Really? Mm-hmm. How many books? Uh, <laughs> I, I read at least three or four different books, but not the whole of them. Mm. And what kind of books have you read? Uh, Speaking of books. Are you sure you want to know the answer? <laughs> I was curious. I'm not sure if you're ready for this. I was reading Thomas Merton's Seven Story Mountain, which is uh, not uh, light reading for a Sunday mm. afternoon, but I find it fascinating. Mm. That was the one that stood most out in my mind. But also... Um, Yeah, like I said, I don't think you need the full answer to this. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of fiction in there as well, The Bonfire of the Vanities. What about mm-hmm. you, Elizabeth? Well, I try. I like to read those like self-help books to keep me motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I'm kind of ashamed. I-, I try, but it's hard for me to get through a full book within even a month. Sometimes it takes me longer. Oh, I'm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, sp- I mean... We were just talking about digital dementia before. The the flip side of that is spending so much time on our phones. I sometimes do try and read books on my phone, uh, the Kindle app there. But it's Mm -hmm. not – and I know there are a few Korean versions of that too that people probably use. But um, it's kind of hard to – have the attention span right. to sit and read for like an hour. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure plenty of our listeners still do manage to do that, but I find mm-hmm. it really hard. Right. I mean, I'm usually the old-fashioned type. I like the hard copy, like turning the actual page. But so it's hard for me to... just sitting in one place right. for an hour. <laughs> exactly. I want to be able to do it. <laughs> like, I'm old-fashioned, but I can't do that. It's just funny. Um, so, Cedric, tell us more, because you went out and about to, to discover a little bit about public places to actually encourage reading. Absolutely. I was able to hear from two Seoul citizens on their favorite public libraries, which may inspire all of us to actually visit those places. So let's take a listen together. 
Jongdok Library Building is what used to be Gyeonggi High School, so the building is over 100 years old. One of its merits is its beautiful surroundings. Even though it's located in the center of the city, this place has a special atmosphere like a secret garden. The roads leading to the library is beautiful, especially in spring with cherry blossoms, which makes it a popular photo zone. For me though, what's more important is how the library is less crowded than other big public libraries in Seoul. In contrast, Mapo Central Library is always crowded with people. It's new and clean. Many kids and parents come here as there is a children's zone on the second floor of the library. My favorite library in Seoul is the National Assembly Library located within the National Assembly Complex in Yeoido. I really like studying and reading there while looking out to the Han River view. The National Assembly Library is a great place to do research as I can access a vast amount of resources such as academic journals and papers, which are very well organized as well. Last but not least, it's got a good restaurant that serves a quality meal for the cost of 4000 4,800 won. 4,800. Yeah. You're going to get quite a few meals in then without having to break the bank. And it's nice, actually, to be able to not have to leave the library completely Mm -hmm. when you're wanting to spend a few hours there. Right, and there's also another interesting library. If you have children, you might be interested. It's called 글 마루 한옥 어린이 도서관. It's a children's library, and the place actually is like a hanok style, a Korean traditional house style, inside and outside. It has wooden floors, which are heated during winter. Uh, again, it's the 글 마루 한옥 어린이 도서관, which is located in 구로구 district. And right now, they say there are 18 children's libraries across Seoul City, and many of them have a good selection of foreign language books, not only in English, but also in Japanese, Chinese, and Vietnamese. So maybe, Alex, you might want to take your kids there. Yeah. Do you have a personal favorite library, by the way? You know, actually, I've not gotten a chance to visit a library in Seoul during the times that I've lived here. (laughs) Cedric? (laughs) Same, but I think I have a better excuse. I've only been here for maybe better half a a year or something like that, so... (laughs) I think it's also because I'm used to going to, like, the bookstores. You know, we could do some readings there. (laughs) Maybe I'm giving excuses, (laughs) but... But if you've not spent much time in a library for a while, then it's kind of refreshing to go in because it's... Right. It's like, wait, I can just pick up the books and, Mm. and read them without feeling... Guilty about the right. fact I'm not buying them, and and, <laughs> and, and, and and then I can just borrow them. Um, and there's seats, right? It, it feels <laughs> like a bit of an old school novelty that's still available today. Right. And I think if you're in Central Seoul, mm-hmm. the first place to check out is City Hall's library. It's uh, it's amazing. I love mm-hmm. it. It's yeah. right there in such a good location right. by City Hall, and up on the fourth floor where the English books are. I think it's the fourth floor. It's actually pretty gentle and serene oh. you certainly don't get the feeling of it being overcrowded and they have a good selection of books there as well decent selection yeah mm. definitely check it out um so elizabeth the soul city's planning to actually expand public library services as well so there'll be even fewer excuses for you <laughs> right exactly <laughs> they will be expanding their library services for citizens in an effort to go beyond simply just providing a place for reading and borrowing books but trying to create like a community hub for people to enjoy and share about cultural educational and social issues and what they're calling a resting place for the soul <laughs> and since 2012 
the government has increased the number of public libraries from 116 to 173, including municipal and district libraries, which made the average number of book per resident 1.4 compared to the previous 0.9. However, the number of public libraries to the number of citizen ratio is still low, with each library serving a population of about 56,000 citizens, and that's 1.6 times that of America and four times that of England. And they say that problems stem from the fact that, you know, these libraries are small in scale and there's regional gaps. So in response, the Seoul City government has announced their five-year comprehensive plan to develop and expand library services last May. And this past August, they announced plans to alleviate the regional gaps and create enough services so that all citizens can have access to a library within a 10-minute walking distance. I think this is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. One thing about accessibility that I just thought of, Mm -hmm. uh, if anyone's listening to this right now and thinking, great, I'll go to the library today. I know that Seoul City's libraries close on Mondays. Right, right. Uh, And and Mm -hmm. a number of facilities do close on Mondays Mm -hmm. generally in Korea. Mm -hmm. So that's something to bear in mind if you're thinking of checking out anywhere today. Do double check to make sure it's open. Exactly. And there will be five main municipal libraries created based on the region's characteristics and needs. They also plan on building 66 district libraries as well as 195 smaller libraries. That's expanding the number of total libraries to 1,444 from the current 1,178 by 2025. They'll also have mobile library service apps for easy access and diverse programs like, like we just heard from the, one of the interviewees about like food. or different fun programs for children. So that's something to look forward to so we can really have fun at the library. So some of these are building on the classic library experience. Cedric, you've been investigating the smart library and the U library. Yes, uh, library services also became more accessible through what's called the smart library and U library. So I actually went to Shilim subway station and got a chance to personally experience how they work. So let's go ahead and take a listen to the experience. This is Cedric Sky City, your Seoul Insider, and I'm out here in Shilim Dong, specifically at Shilim Station near Exit 1. And the reason why I'm here is because I decided to check out the Smart Library Station, in Korean known as Smart Dosogwan. And it is also 10.30 at night, and the public library is actually closed, and so this is a great option for me to come late at night to actually check out a book. And this is my first time using it, so I'm going to walk us all through the process and let you guys know how it is. Okay, here it is. It is right next to the stairway of exit one. And what I see is a big black box that's separated into two compartments. On the left side, it appears to be a box where I can choose which books to check out. And on the right side, I can return the books that I check out. One thing to note is if you have a library card from a specific district, in this case from Guanaku, then you are able to actually check out a book from this particular station. Now, let's take a look at what I see. I am a first-time user, and there is an option for me to get information on how to use this. And on the bottom of the screen, there is Iyongane, which means information. So I'm going to press that and get some information on how to use this. 
So right now they're actually walking me through how to use the machine in several different steps and it's keeping it really simple and it has pictures. So it's very easy for someone who is more comfortable in English to even follow. This is certainly a recommended list because a lot of the selections are already checked out. Oh, this book looks interesting. It's called The Fourth Industrial Revolution and it is actually available to check out. So I'm going to see if I can get this selection. Alright, so what I have to do is after I confirm that I want to check this book out, it is telling me on the screen to place my library card and scan it in the slot where it says barcode. And if I did have a Kwanaku library card, what I could do is place the card where it says to scan the barcode. And once I would do that, the book would actually come into the dedicated slot and it's sort of like a vending machine that you see. So it's a pretty cool process. I just ran across a young lady in her 20s and she was using the smart library system as well and so I decided to ask her how she felt about this and what she liked about it. I use this smart library often. It's quite expensive to buy new books but I can borrow newly released books from here with my library card. Otherwise, I would have to travel at least 20 to 30 extra minutes to get to the nearest public libraries. And quite often, my schedule doesn't allow me to go there. But with Smart Library, it's so convenient that I can still get books and read them at home without traveling far. Now, if you're wondering if a smart library will have the books that you need and you're afraid that they won't, there is another option. To the left of this machine is what's called a U-Library. And this is interesting because it looks like a big locker system, but for books. And with the U-Library system, you can order certain books from the library to have them shipped here, and it will be placed in the locker. You will receive a notification that the book has arrived in the locker and at your earliest convenience you can come by the station and through your card or mobile phone you can unlock the specific door with your book and rent the book that way there are 28 different lockers and compartments where books can be stored here and it looks like over 50% of them actually have books in them so we know that this service is being used Hopefully everyone found that insightful. Again, 10.30 p.m., what other place can you come to to get a library book? Definitely here in Seoul, they make it easy for you. It's been a wonderful experience, and I definitely encourage everyone out there to read more and to come out and to use this service because it's pretty awesome. This is Cedric Skysetti, your Seoul Insider, signing out. Cedric, well done for that investigation. And you even had the boldness to approach strangers at night and talk to them about what they were doing there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, luckily, they were very nice enough to talk to me. Uh, you know, and one thing to note is these smart libraries and these U libraries are not at every subway station. Mm. Uh, as of now, only select stations like Shilim Station and also Nebang Station in Socho have these smart libraries. And there are a few other locations as well. Uh, for this particular one at Shilim Station, uh, the loan period is for one week and there are no extensions. Mm. And the maximum number of books that you can check out each time is two. And I also noticed the loan periods vary from location to location. And you can look for them by simply typing Samate Dosogwon on your search bar or search window and make sure you have a relevant library card. What about expats? Is it easy 
to get a public library card if you're not a Korean national? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, first of all, you need to have a valid address in Seoul, and you also need to prove that you are, or you need to approve, uh, prove that you are attending school or employed in Seoul. Mm-hmm. For foreigners living in Seoul, you need to bring your certificate of alien registration. You can either sign up through library websites and then pick up your card at your neighborhood public library, or you could simply visit libraries to sign up and get the card. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I want to add is mm-hmm. that you don't need to have a library card to enter the library, but you will need it, obviously, when you want to check out books. Also, uh, since 2010, the Culture Ministry in Seoul City have been trying to expand a system called the Library One Service, or Chek Yum Service, to allow people to use a single card, a single library card, at multiple participating libraries across just. districts so that people don't have to go through that inconvenience of you know making multiple cards but again you do have to check which ones are the participating libraries that you can use that card for but for the smart libraries and you libraries you don't need you do need actually to use a district specific library cards i was curious as well because when you were running us through what it was really like to use the smart library at shilam station cedric It was obviously in Korean language, but there were yeah. pictures that could help negotiate to your way. Could you actually gate access to English language books if you wanted to? Uh, from from what I noticed at that particular library, I didn't see many English language books, uh, if any. But there are some titles that are in English, but I think the the books were actually in Korean. Right, and maybe in the U Library, you could order a foreign book. If you yeah, I think to. that you'll have a better chance of doing that because you have a wider selection of books that you can actually. Uh, quote-unquote order but as you also said cedric if you're living in another part of seoul it might be better just to go into a physical library if you want to search for those Mm -hmm. elizabeth you've got some help for us yes you can visit a website lib.seoul.go.kr for more information about how to take advantage of these libraries Uh, when you go to that website it's the homepage for the seoul metropolitan library by the city hall which you've mentioned alex and when you're using a computer uh, not your mobile device it is available in english chinese and japanese giving you information about the library how to get a library card what facilities are available and how to get there but unfortunately the information about finding your nearest local library on the homepage is only available in korean so for those of you who can work with the korean homepage this site is actually very helpful in finding your library that's closest to you by clicking on That's finding a library in Seoul. And you can search for a library based on categories. So whether it's a local library or a national library you want to go to, or maybe a library for the disabled, or depending on your region, they will give you a list of results with library information as well as an interactive map that can help you get connected. But for those of you who are more comfortable in English, the English version that is available can help you get started um, and then I, I searched local libraries and so on the internet and I easily found information about you know different local libraries in different regions right it just came right up so it won't be too hard for you to find interesting to note according to statistics Korea the daily average reading time for Korean citizens came to about six minutes for weekdays last year this Almost implies people are just doing their reading and then nodding off to sleep at night. But perhaps mm. they're doing it all on a couple of days and right. not so much on the others. Yeah, I think I'm included in that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, according to a survey also by the Ministry of Culture, Sports and Tourism, the rate of reading books have declined from 86.8% in 1994 to 74.4% in 2013. And that was lower than the average for OECD nations being 76.5%. And there was further decline to 
2015. And, and reasons for not going to these libraries included being too far or you know, no time for reading and not feeling the necessity to go, respectively. So hopefully with Seoul's plans to expand and provide fun and diverse programs, we can see a change in this trend. Cedric, you said earlier that you had a chance to listen to some books, and that's something that I do pretty much every day for Mm. at least a few minutes, sometimes longer. Yeah, it it was actually very good for me because I used to be an avid listener of audiobooks, and so I was kind of forced into uh, being... That's the only thing that I could do the last right. few days. And so it's noteworthy to think about the increasing trend of audiobooks, though. Uh, 418% growth compared to last year. Wow. So that's pretty incredible. And why is this? Because of the convenience factor. You know, all mm-hmm. you need is your smartphone or tablet, and you can also multitask, which right. is what I love to do. People love to drive and actually read their mm, books. Right, right. Through do listening. that. Right, it's really cool. Uh, it's also effective because your, your ability to focus is actually enhanced, especially when you listen to uh, perhaps your favorite voice actor or actress or uh, the voice you favor reading the material to you. And it also gives you a chance to digitally detox like mm. I have been. So it takes you away from overexposure of digital devices, straining your eyes. Mm. I... Um I think for certain situations, like you described, when you're driving, even when you're a passenger, sometimes you get a bit carsick if you're trying to read right. as a passenger. Mm-hmm. I, I do think, though, in the ideal world, mm-hmm. if possible, sitting there with a paper page in front of you, I'm not sure if anything quite beats that in terms of um, processing the information mm. Right, that, and, I mean, I, I, and that's based on my own experience and speaking to others. Yeah, I would have to agree because I love to take notes on actual physical paper. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are those advantages to just listening to the books. Right, and I do think, uh, I think I have a, maybe I'm ADHD. <laughs> but I can't focus for a long time. So something like audiobooks where there's actors, like they, like they said, or like you said, Cedric, about maybe hearing your favorite voice, maybe right. of your favorite actor. I, I already have somebody in mind. <laughs> then I think I probably well, will be more engaged. Well, if you want me to read for you. Uh, <laughs> oh, Alex, you do have a great voice as well. <laughs> as well. So you mean that wasn't the right? person you had in mind. I'm very disappointed, Elizabeth. No, I... I I, I actually, um, I think it's, it's great to combine and uh, just to keep uh, trying to enhance our minds and mm-hmm. use digital technology for its benefits rather than the, uh, the, the downsides, which can mm-hmm. lead even to digital dementia, which we discussed mm-hmm. earlier in the show. For now, Elizabeth and Cedric, thank you very much for being here. Thank, thank you. you. We'll hand over to the news headlines and Inside Career with Yerika Park next.